Welcome to Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Hope everybody's having a great start to the week. I know some people are on spring break this week, but hopefully everyone is doing well in Q4. Spring is upon us in a lot of parts of the country. I know in Charlotte, it is raining a lot, which means April showers will bring May flowers. So it's a very exciting time of year. It's also a great time to kick off your sales process and to build something that's going to absolutely crush it in 2023, even though we're already a quarter in, you can never start or it's never a bad time to get your process as uh, tight as possible and as efficient as possible. So um, one of the things I want to talk about today is I get a lot of questions on you know tips, and that's kind of what I'm going to start focusing, especially on LinkedIn, is just giving out tips, 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 tips. And one of the reasons why is I feel like there's a lot of bad advice out there. And so for some of the episodes, it's a lot of broad context, macro, big pictures. But I really want to kind of start mixing in actionable tips that people can do on a daily basis instead of just high level um, 10,000 foot macro. Because I think after a while, people might get tired of that. Um, I don't know. No one's ever said that to me. But I want to start doing some micro and some macro thought process. So with the tips, one of the things is, do you want to be great at presenting? Okay. We're in sales. We're presenting all the time. It is part of our job. You've got to be great at presenting in order to be successful in your career. And I'm here to tell you there's good news and there's bad news. Well, not necessarily bad news, but the good news is any single person can become a fantastic presenter. It's not a skill you're born with. It is 100% something you develop. The bad news is you're not going to develop it overnight. There are no silver bullets when it comes to being great as a presenter. There isn't. It is a lot of trial and error, a lot of practice and practice and practice. Malcolm Gladwell in his book, Outliers, wrote that 10,000 hours is the magic number for greatness. So if you want to break it down, there's 365 days in a year. You practice for three hours a day. Now, this includes work. You know, if you're out there and you are practicing, and right, I'm going to push pause for a second. Let's not get hung up on the old phrase, perfect practice makes perfect. We're not trying to be perfect. What you're trying to do is just get in the repetitions. Okay. Right now it's about repetitions, 10,000 hours in the beginning. If you're just starting out in sales, your first two years, you're not going to be great and that's okay. All right. You've got to work in the reps. It takes a lot of repetitions and in 10,000 hours, it might take 30, 40,000 repetitions. Now it isn't to say that you won't become great by say your thousandth presentation. Okay. Everybody's going to be at a different level. But the broad stroke, what Malcolm was talking about was 10,000 hours was kind of the amount of work it takes to master your craft, to become great at something. So 365 days, if you practice for three hours, let's just round that up to 10 um, or 1,000 hours a, or I'm sorry, yes, 1,000 hours a year, okay? Three hours, 365 Let's say 333 days out of the year. You practice for three hours. It's a thousand hours a year. It will take you 10 years to master your craft. 
I think that's about right. I'm 20 in 20 years into a sales career. And am I perfect? Absolutely not. But I still practice because I'm still pushing myself. I'm not selling the exact same products or the exact same services that I was for 10 years. So even though I've been in the industry for 20 years, and I don't even know how many presentations I've given at this point, I'm still having to work on my craft because it hasn't been 10,000 hours within a certain product. Now, I don't necessarily need to be talking about a certain product or service for 10,000 hours in order to be great in that, but it's probably going to be about 500 hours, maybe 300 hours. I don't know. It still takes time. So I haven't been with the same company, same product for over a decade. So I know some people have, and they've become experts at it to the point where when you become an expert, you don't have to think about what you're going to say. It just kind of flows naturally. Every single presentation, every single sales meeting you have feels like a conversation. It just feels like two people getting together and talking about a solution that you happen to have for any given situation. That's it. Before then, you're thinking to yourself, and this happened to me earlier in my career, you say you say something, you ask a question, and then you're trying to figure out which road, which avenue, which flow chart you're going to go down. It's pretty wild. The mind just starts racing and oh my gosh, you get a little, the, the adrenaline starts pumping. After a while, it all starts to calm down because you've been there, done that. And so there's a lot of things that I see out there. There's a lot of quote unquote advice. I've recently talked about fake gurus. And people that regurgitate uh, lines, one-liners. Oh, this is the tip to scale your business to you know a million dollars a year, and this is the thing, blah blah blah. And I'm like, have you scaled your business to one million dollars a year? Have you done that? You're 24 years old. I mean, I look up some of these people that I see the advice. I'm like, you're 24 years old. You don't have a single sales job listed in your entire LinkedIn bio, but yet you quote unquote coach people how to grow their business. This Some of the sales, especially on LinkedIn, some of the sales advice is hot garbage. Now you don't know it's hot garbage until you've been around long enough or you consume a massive amount of LinkedIn. So you're like, you know what? I, I believe this person over that one. And I'm not saying you have to believe me. I I don't care if you believe me or not. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect me. I'm I'm just giving out advice, things that I have done in my career, things that I have come across, and you can take that information for whatever you believe, you know, use it however you see fit. I'm just giving you the real experiences that I have gone through, and I'm only talking about the things that I have gone through. So I digress. So anyway, you're going to have to hit a certain level. And it takes practice. And so I used to, when I was in sales, I had North and South Carolina, I had very large territories at the end of my career, very large territories. And so when I was in the car, I'd have some drives that were five hours going to Savannah, Georgia from Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, there's only so many, there's only so many phone calls you can make. There's only so many meetings you can set up before you just need a break. And so I stopped listening to the radio uh, years ago. I can't even remember when I used to listen to the radio. I mean, probably 2014, maybe 2015 is when I stopped listening to the radio. 
And I would catch a little bit here and there of, I had two shows that I would listen to for about 10, 15 minutes. And other than that, I mean, I usually had about, I mean, I probably averaged four to five hours of drive time a day. So there's a lot of areas where I'm in the car by myself and I would try to make calls ahead. I would try to text people. I would try to connect with people that I was trying to connect with to get meetings, to, um, to talk about business, et cetera. But there's still that down space, that downtime, you know, kind of white space when I'm in my car. And what I used to do, because podcasts were not really that big now, I mean, shoot, if I was in the car that long, I mean, podcasts would absolutely dominate when I'm in the car, but I would role play. And how I would role play is I would basically just think of a topic and I would just start practicing. What would I say? What would I do? And then I would replay it in my head. Oh, I would say this. Oh, you know what? Don't say that. Say this. And I would practice over and over and over again. And a lot of times what I'd I'd practice just talking, pretending as if I was on stage, giving a talk, giving a lecture about my product. And I'm glad that I did because there was actually an opportunity for me. There was a dermatology clinic in Charlotte that they were a, an existing uh, client of mine when I took the territory over, but they were massively underperforming. And I talked to the PAs, the physician assistants, and I talked to the office manager and I talked to the product um, manager and they all said the same thing. Everybody loves your product but nobody knows how to use it. Nobody knows how to pitch it to the patients. So the product just sits here. In fact, there hadn't been a sale. They'd had the product in their store. And if you're listening in Charlotte, you know, which probably office I'm talking about because they have their own skin store in their lobby. It's massive. It looks like a vault. It's glass. It's actually pretty sweet, but their physicians are extremely hard to get in touch. Like you cannot get, you can't talk to them, period. They're impossible to get in front of them. So I kept trying and I kept trying and I kept trying. And finally I got the uh, PAs, which I knew very well, and the uh, product manager. I got a chance to talk in front of um, a large group of them at the clinic. And it was going to be at 8 a.m. They opened at 8.30. So I get about 30 minutes. And basically it was just going to run through all the products and just tell people exactly Don't give any fluff. Just say, this is where you use the product and this is what you say. They're going to be taking notes. I had absolutely no idea what I was walking into, but I showed up and it was about, you know, it was eight o'clock and I showed up and I walked in and there was about 40 people in a break room that probably fit about 30. (laughs) I mean, people are on the floor. People are sitting on shelves to the left and the right. There's, I'm standing up at the front and I run through all of the products and I mean, it was, I was standing up and people were sitting down on the floor and I just went back to how I had practiced it in the car and how I had practiced it the night before, of course, but I just went back to practicing. Okay. If I get 15, 20 minutes, what am I going to talk about? And so I'd go through different iterations of it as well. I wouldn't just practice the exact same thing. I would practice, hey, if somebody's just going to let me talk for 15 minutes uninterrupted and I'm just going to spew all the information because they really want to take that, what would I do? 
And of course, there's giving product information. And then there's also asking questions to make sure that they're still tuned in, that they don't tune you out. But it's not a two-way street. People are not going to be asking you questions while you're going. So you're truly presenting. And there wasn't an opportunity to do anything as far as um there wasn't an opportunity to do anything as far as PowerPoints or anything like that. It was basically having the product in my hand and basically talking about what to explain to patients. And because I had practiced it, I did not realize what I was walking into as far as literally nursing staff, front desk. They brought everybody in. I thought it was just going to be the providers. I thought it was going to be the PAs and the um, the product manager. I did not realize it was going to be the entire staff. Minus the Ted, the two head physicians. So there were, like I said, about 45 people in a tiny room that, that probably sat maybe 25 to 30. And so the only reason why that was a success, because afterwards, all of a sudden skyrocketed and orders came in left and right. And I grew that business because I had prepared for different scenarios, what I was going to do. And when I prepared was in the car, I did it at home. I just went through the repetitions over and over and over again. That is the only way you're going to be great. And it's not, you're not going to be great just by making your calls in the field. Now, that is also a way to practice. But in outside sales, there are some industries where you might not get a chance to do a presentation or you might not get a chance to really go through a lot of your, of your product. You have to practice exactly what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, what type of questions you're going to follow up with. If this say, if they say this, this is where you can go. If they say that, this is where you can go. Almost like you're on a debate team. You have to understand the back and forth because things are not in a vacuum. Not everybody's going to lead you down the path of, oh, this is great. Tell me more. You have to be ready for whatever is thrown at you. And the only way to do that is to practice. You have to practice. You have to practice to become great. Simple as that. That is the tip. Now, now how you do this is you do it in the, you do it in the car. You do it at home. Call a friend. You can uh, role play over the phone. Hey, I wanted to, I wanted to run this by you. Let me know how this sounds. And you just run into it. I've done that dozens, if not hundreds of times, probably hundreds of times, maybe if not thousands of times. And that's what you have to do. You have to go through those repetitions. Also, now what I do is I record myself. Now I'm doing this podcast right now, and it's also a video recording as well. And when I first started, I was horrible at video, and I'm still not 100% great at it. I haven't reached that threshold where I'm great at it. But practice yourself on video because that is how your prospect, your client, your target, that's how they see you as you're talking. Everybody now has got the power of a studio in their hand, which is a cell phone. Record your audio, close your eyes, or I'm sorry, if you do the video, close your eyes and first listen to your voice. How does it sound? The tone, the speed, the cadence, the inflection, all of those things portray something to the person you're talking to. Then turn the volume off. Look at your hand gestures, your face, you're nodding, you're smiling, everything. Are you engaging? When you're talking to somebody, you want to 
look at what they're doing and see if they're engaging with you. If they're just giving you a blank stare, you need to figure out with your body language how to connect. But that's a talk for another day. Point being is there's a lot of ways that you can become great at presenting, but you got to put the work in. It's not going to happen overnight. There's no hacks. And if you ever hear the word sales tips versus sales hacks, the word hack means a shortcut. Okay. There's no such thing as hacks or or sales hacks. There's no such thing as sales shortcuts. You have to put the work in. So if you see anybody go, oh, here's a great sales hack. No, 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 no. Right off the bat, they don't know what they're talking about. There is no such thing as a sales hack. Okay. There is no shortcutting working and becoming competent in your craft. Now, there are tips on how to get there, tips on things you can do, but there is no such thing as as hacks. Because if you use sales hacks, that's exactly what you are. You're a hack. And that's not a good thing. Practice, practice, practice. And there's a lot of ways. If you are the type of sales professional, it has to do an overnight. I used to do this when I was in the field. I would get to the hotel. I would check in. And then usually I would go out and grab something to eat. Before I did, I would do five minutes and I was, I'd pretend like I was doing a sales call and I would just walk around the hotel room. I would do it while I was standing up because it is different when you're standing up. Motion creates emotion. When you're standing up, it's a lot different than when you're sitting down in the car, when you're on the phone or when you're static. Like right now, I'm sitting in a chair, staring at my camera, talking to my microphone. It's a lot different when you're doing this as opposed to standing, being able to move, using your hands more, etc. Practice it. Practice any time you can. And then also when you're out, a great way to also practice presenting is when you're interacting with any strangers on the street. You go out to a restaurant, you don't have to quote unquote present your product, but ask open-ended questions. Get comfortable with seeing people's responses and kind of understanding, you know, how they're going to get into your world. Because that is one of the keys to selling somebody first is bringing them into your world and clearing out all the distractions that they have in theirs. That is all I have for today. Thank you so much. Practice, practice, practice. And right now in the beginning, if you're starting, don't worry about being quote unquote perfect. Okay. Just get your reps in, practice, prepare, and then execute, refine, create a new plan, execute, analyze, refine. And that process just goes over and over and over and over again. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate everybody who's been listening. Uh, Please download, share with like-minded individuals, and also reach out to me, mikeokelly.com. You can click the connect tab and put your information in there. And let me know if there's anything I can help you with. I'd love to be able to help you in your sales career, no matter what phase it is in. If anybody out there, you need a sales speaker, any businesses, any business leaders that are listening, you need some motivation for the team, you need a workshop, boot camp, what have you. Or if you're a sales professional, if you need help building out your sales process, if you're new to sales and you just want some help, reach out to me and uh, see if I might be able to help you with that. MichaelKelly.com or Mike at SurvivingOutsideSales.com. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. Hope everybody has a great rest of their day. We'll see you tomorrow. Surviving Outside Sales. Bye-bye.